Welcome to a brand new episode of Tile Light Talk. This is Casey. And this is Chris. And we've got a chunky show for you guys today. Uh, maybe even two. Who knows? We might have to split this up to see where we're at with timing. But regardless, um, we've got some bad news to get to before we uh, move on to the rest of the news today. Uh, one of the biggest... Uh, I don't really know, just genre actors, you know, mostly uh, action or kung fu. But Sony Chiba passed away last week and um, just kind of want to give a moment of silence for everything that he did for cinema and, um, you know, out to his family. So, yeah, really sad um, that we lost him. So. Watch some Sony Chiba movies. You will not be disappointed. Not just Kill Bill, people. Though yeah, Kill Bill is right. acceptable because it's awesome. Um, so before we get to the rest of the news, Chris, what are you geeking out on, man? Oh, man. Just, you know, I've been playing the Far Cry series lately. I got into Far Cry 5. Uh, I beat Cry- Far Cry 4. I dibble-dabbled with 3 for a few minutes, and then I decided to play 5 because it was really <clears throat> the newer of the games with six coming for the next gen console. So <clears throat> I got addicted to those games. Uh, a lot of fun, just you're crazy, welcome. Crazy things. <laughs> I know. Thanks buddy. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. I mean, that's, you know, that's it besides collecting lots of master universe stuff because it's just onslaughting me lately. So good times, man. Good times to be a geek. That's right. Speaking of Masters, um, if you guys haven't checked out the Eat Crap from the Eternia episode, uh, Chris and I and Chris Seaver all chat about the uh, the new Revelation show, part one, and um, check that out on YouTube. So uh, what am I geeking out on? What if? Um, really been digging those episodes. Just finished the third one at the time of this recording is on August 26th. Uh, that was really good i really like that episode did you watch it i don't want to no we were gonna do last night we forgot okay so today um yeah yeah it's 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 good it's uh the first one's still my favorite i liked the t'challa one i didn't love love it oh yeah (laughs) you know so did chris and i was like it was good um but the third one i was like okay this is it's cool it's a very just cool idea so uh and um Starting my my Spider-Man rewatch, uh, you know, we're going to talk about that trailer in a few minutes, but I'm going to just rewatch them all because they're all going to be there. <laughs> so oh. I might as well get reacquainted with Toby and, and Andrew. <laughs> and all their colorful villains. Damn right. Um, all right. So first things first, no more Wizard World conventions. Um, Reed Pop absorbed. Uh, Wizard World, and as far as Comic Cons go, Reed Pop is king now. Uh, after you know taking this over, um, I actually never got a chance to go to a Wizard World convention, so it doesn't really bother me too much. But you know, what's your thoughts on this? I went to one in 2019 uh, in Oakland, and it was good. Yeah. I, I, it was a nice small convention. It wasn't anything crazy. They had, I, I met like Ron Martz and, you know, some mm, other nice. people. So it was just like, it was intimate. It was, it wasn't sweaty. It wasn't like pushing through crowds. Um, <clears throat> I had a good time and I'm really kind of upset that uh, 
they're not going to be around anymore because they, I'm not really sure about what, what fan expo is. Yeah, I know. So I have been to a fan expo up in uh, Canada and um, it was, well, you know, it's kind of hard to say because Canada, everyone's so friendly anyways, but (laughs) it was like very well organized and like no one was rushing you. It was just like, oh, there's an exclusive. Oh, I'll just go walk and get it. Okay. Like it was just, it's not the same as America. So it, I don't know what it will be like in a, you know, if there's fan expo, you know, Austin or something like that, but yeah, they, they did a good job and read pop has been doing New York city comic-con and the other big ones, C2E2, et cetera, for a long time. Um, so I guess that's the norm now. Um, speaking of New York city comic-con, they have announced that you will have to wear a mask and proof of vaccinations in order to go, uh, to the con. This is likely the way. I would imagine, right? You're you're about to go to uh, Motu or what is it called? PowerCon. PowerCon. Have mm-hmm. they made that announcement? Or you're in California, so maybe not. <laughs> Funny, you should say something about that. I received an email yesterday, and so while they're re- they send an email, well, if masks are required, they're mm-hmm. saying no, like you don't have to have proof of vaccination, you don't have to have X, Y, Z, but they're going to be limiting how many people are on the floor, so you have to wait in line to be let in when somebody leaves. Um, if you, if you're, if, if you're, if you're, okay, here's the thing I bought, I bought exclusives. I'm going and I might not go. Um, so they said, okay, they'll mail them to you or they might not even be at the show to begin with because of all this supply chain stuff. It's stuck at Harbor crazy stuff. So I think that these, these cons are going to be a mess this fall to begin with. And, you know, it was October time when it got really bad last year so i think that you know maybe in september things will be eh, la's a little messy but october new york comic-con that many people that's gonna be that's gonna be a you know a test it's gonna be a test um and then finally in big announcements disney plus day is november 12th uh if you have not subscribed to disney plus and if you listen to our podcast you probably have but uh, they're going to announce a bunch of shows uh, that we don't know. It's going to be a company-wide cross-promotional campaign. So not entirely sure what the titles are that they're going to announce, but stay tuned November 12th. Uh, and I know we'll talk about it here at uh, Talley Talk for sure. Cannot wait. Last year's was great. Tons of announcements, so... Got us really excited. Maybe we'll see some of those announcements from last year. I would imagine we'll see... <laughs> Kamala Khan and probably Moon Knight. You know what I mean? I'm I'm sure we'll see and some or. of those. Yeah. Yeah. Um all right, so let's go over to Marvel News. First things first, that Spider-Man trailer. Spider-Man oh. No Way Home. Uh, you know, what's your thoughts on this? I <laughs> what blew I, I you wish... away in the trailer? How about that? Honestly, one, one thing. One thing that blew me away was seeing Alfred Molina, honestly. Like seeing yeah. him and the pumpkin bomb and all the other little teases, of the villains, whatever you want to buy into, who's going to be who we know for the most part. And what I felt about this trailer was it didn't give us anything that we didn't know already, which I liked, which makes me not want to watch the next trailer. Definitely. If there yeah, is yeah. going to be one, yeah. I wouldn't release one if I were them. I would just let it go. Um, but they will. Uh, but this one gave me enough to be like, Holy crap, they're doing this. 
Um, and that's it. I can't, I can't even like wrap my head around the rest of this movie. When Tom Holland is like, you've only seen the tip of the iceberg of this movie with that trailer. It's just, they're going to, they're going to blow our minds. They're going to blow our minds. And, um, one of my favorite parts of the trailer was when he's in court and a lawyer drops the stacks of papers and they don't show his head. It's just his body, just his body. So they're, they're on full tease mode for uh, for this movie. <laughs> if it's not Charlie Cox, I'm going to cry. <laughs> well, it says teaser trailer, which I mm-hmm. thought was interesting because my wife was like, oh, it's not a trailer. It's a teaser. I was like, that's a two and a half minute teaser then because uh, it's bonkers, you know, what they're showing. But yeah, um, I'm I'm very excited. I will not watch any more footage from this movie as much as I can try to avoid it. You know, people had shown Alfred Molina as soon as the trailer dropped, uh, you know, and I signed on to Twitter or whatever. So probably the day following the next trailer, I'll just I'll just go dark if, as much as I can <laughs> until December. Until December. Yeah. So can't wait. Uh, very excited to see what the multiverse is all about. Um, speaking of continuing in the Marvel U, we've got Anthony Mackie officially signing on for Cap 4. Uh, we knew he was going to take on the role, but um, it's now official. Yeah, this is this is great seeing, especially how that show didn't get a announced sequel or second season. This is this is great. I can't wait to watch him and on the big screen uh, as Captain America. I thought that that show was solid. I love the transition. I love Anthony Mackie. So I'm all in and it's Captain America. So that's it. I got a rumor. I just threw it in here. Mm-hmm. I read to this morning. I just thought about it. Scarlet Witch to fight somebody from the X universe in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Interesting. Speculations. And uh, let me just say this. The Twitter account that I got it from, uh, man, it's Dan Rickman or something. Right. He is always right. <laughs> Is he? <laughs> he is. He usually is really good about um, not coming right out. Yeah, Daniel RPK on one, all one word. He is the one who will go and um, typically say something, you know, is coming out, something's happening. <laughs> and, you know, he's typically always right. Good. I, you know what? There's there's going to be a time where this is just going to start. I mean, if if they haven't already started to kind of sprinkle things in, mm-hmm. like um, the guy from Black um, Widow, the guy in jail who arm wrestles, the biggest guy, he claims that he's Ursa Major, you know what I mean, who's a mutant. Uh, so if they were to start just sprinkling mutants in, and then all of a sudden we're starting to really, really see them here and there, I... I think that's the way to do it. Or there's also that rumor of the secret wars and stuff like that where you could easily drop things in. So I don't know. I Speculation wise, I can't come up like off the tip of my mind. Jean Grey. You're right. Jean Grey. Oh, you want to go like that. (laughs) I was going to be like Magic or or somebody more like with those kind of power. Yeah, I I don't know, man. Who Who would even come close to fighting her? I think that's just too much, though. I don't know. I know. Ah, uh, I don't know. I don't even want to. I hate speculating. Yeah, I know. I know. All right, so guys, just <laughs> it's my fist. We'll we'll keep you posted. Yeah, we'll keep you posted. 
okay, Sony Spider-Man Universe uh, could be getting a little bit of a shakeup here. Um, Venom possibly is going to get pushed back to 2022 and take the January spot away from Morbius, which means Morbius gets pushed back somewhere. And, um, you know, for some weird reason, the official title for the non-MCU Marvel movies is now Sony Spider-Man Universe, which is, remember they did another one like a few years ago. It was like really stupid. It was like uh, people in Spider-Man's universe not MCU related or something. It was like this really long, dumb title. Um, anyway. Did they make an acronym for it? it? I think they did. I think it was called crap. What is uh, <laughs> What is your thoughts on you know, people getting pushed back and all this other stuff. Yeah, Sony's Spider-Man-less universe, you know, the one without a Spider-Man in it. Um, it's decent. <laughs> I mean, we've got, what, two two movies from it? One movie from it now? Just, just one, right? Just yeah. Venom? Yeah, it's just, just Venom, one. right? Yeah. So, I mean, what kind of universe do they have? They can't, they're not even dropping Morbius. I mean, here's the thing. They're... Of course, they're afraid of box office failure, quote unquote, because of COVID, because that's what you have to call it these days. But I, unless you're going to put Spider-Man into these movies at some point, I don't know what else to really talk about. I mean, it's just just merge the damn universes already. <laughs> yeah, I think when you introduce the multiverse at this point, they can show up. They don't have to take any significant role. They can go back to their Sony playground. But, you know, Venom being in in one of these MCU movies, even if it's just a flash or at least the name is brought up, I think that just makes sense. And it makes money. <laughs> like, more like money. Yeah, for both for both people. So, all right. Um, we got some Wakanda Forever news. Uh, Suri, I know she got hurt on set. I did read that this morning, um, which pushes filming back a little bit. But in better news, Dominique Thorne, who's going to be playing Riri Williams, she will make her debut in that uh, in that movie. So, again, amazing idea crossing these, uh, you know, the TV shows into the movies and vice versa. Uh, because she'll be having her own TV series, Ironheart. Uh, so I'm, I'm pumped for this. What do you think? I, I want to just kind of straighten out everything here. Um, so we have Black Panther: Wakanda Forever is Black Panther two, correct? Yeah. So that's the straight up movie. And there's yeah. also a World of Wakanda TV show. Yeah. Quote unquote being planned yeah. for. Okay. So. Riri will show up in this movie, and yes, then that's her debut. Wow, yeah. that's awesome. That's I'm what I'm really, saying. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, I'm really excited. I I love that they're bringing in these characters that have been become so popular over the last few years. These new generational characters, uh, and the fact that they're really making it hashtag all connected is 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 special because we've waited for this. We've waited for them to actually treat their small screen counter counterparts the, as well as they treat their big screen ones. So very excited f- to see the return of, um, you know, Iron Man characters. Yeah. Um, and speaking of Iron Man and staying in that realm, at least uh, we've got Yesser Lester uh, is the head writer for Armor Wars, the Don Cheadle show. Um, 
Lester and, and Cheadle work together on the show Black Monday, the Showtime comedy. So keeping it in the family, um, Marvel tends to do that uh, in a really cool way, you know, giving some of these lesser known people bigger jobs. And, you know, when someone is like, oh, hey, you should meet my friend. It seems like Kevin Feige is like, OK, let's give him a job. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, yeah, here again, I mean, you got something that Riri's going to show up on. So her her role is just going to expand largely across the MCU. Yes, 100%. And then yesterday, coming out of Gamescom, we've got the uh, Marvel's Midnight Shows game, which is a turn-based turn RPG, um, which will have tip like similar mechanics to XCOM. It's from Fire Access, which is the XCOM team. Now, Chris... I am into turn-based role-playing games. Yeah. <laughs> you are not. What do you think of this? Um, I mean, I'm into JRPGs, so I love <laughs> turn-based RPGs. This, I know however, you like that. Yeah. Um, I don't know how. I, I mean, I have to see footage from this game. You know what I mean to really buy into it. Um, it is, you know, at least it's not Square Enix. Uh, where, you know, it's taken a while for Avengers to really come to form or this Guardians Galaxy game, which is kind of like, do I want to even play this? So I honestly, I'm going to wait for these games to come out and then maybe buy them. <laughs> so uh, it's very exciting because the Midnight Suns is a, is is something that's from the 90s. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're bringing in I, these very sure. obscure characters. Um, I mean, Marvel Knights was such a huge thing in the 90s, and I love that side of the Marvel Universe, and I hope that they do more with that, you know, with films and, and TV, but this is a good start. Yeah, it's... So, what's interesting... So, sorry, I think I misread and then misspoke. They don't share the same mechanics, it says here, okay. as the XCOM games. So, you're playing a new character called the Hunter, which is made with marvel's marvel and then um it's is like that, that woman is is the hunter yeah i think so i don't recognize her. yeah the, she's like yeah, the she center. Was, i was like who the hell is okay this? um so yeah it's gonna be very interesting to see what they're doing with this um and like you said we we haven't seen any gameplay. Uh, that's coming out on September first, so we're only five days away from that. Um, so, I guess we'll talk about it more on the next episode. But at least for me, I'm really intrigued, especially since I was a big XCOM fan. Well, it's it's also interesting. Like the Ghost Riders, Robbie Ray's. Uh, yeah, you've got Blade in there. You got Doctor. You got characters that we're gonna see from the MCU uh, definitely. We know that they wanted to do something with Rob, Robbie Ray's after the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. thing. We heard rumors of a show. I think there's still going to be a move towards Midnight Suns and Marvel Knights, but we'll see it uh, probably down the road a little bit more when they can really kind of put that all together into something like a nice package that they want to surprise us with and, and really build that world out. Yeah. Yeah, you know, as a kid, I literally went all over tracking down those comics. They're yeah. still my coveted, uh, you know, black leather looking matte comics. And, you know, I have them somewhere in a long box. But, yeah, just I, I'm all about it. Seeing that name alone was like, OK, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
it just took me by surprise. I would never expect them to make that game um, based oh. on those characters. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's uh, let's jump across the pond. Uh, we're going to talk about some DC news. Big news uh, for Black Canary fans. Uh, Misha Green and uh, Jernay Smollett are teaming up for this movie uh, since that Lovecraft Country country uh, was not pushed ahead uh, for season two. Looks like they have some free time and it's time to make this movie. And I'm really excited for it because this format of putting these movies on the small screen and not spending 180 million on them and then calling them a failure later and not making more movies because you don't, you know, you're not really understanding how the formula works. This is it. I think that they got the lockdown. Um, they're, they're setting the standard. Marvel's also doing this at the same time. So we're going to be benefiting as comic fans for the next decade. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is huge news. Super, super exciting. I think she did a fantastic job in the role. I like Misha Green's work on Lovecraft Country. Uh, yeah, I'm all in. That's it. I watched Birds of Prey last night. I forgot to even mention this. I turned it on last night and just to have it on. And I just got sucked into it because it is such a good movie. It and is. and I just I don't understand the dislike of it. I was going to say I, to you and I. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just I don't. And I think that if people just sat down and, and watched it for what it is, it's yeah. a great movie. And it's I, I don't know, maybe people don't like cheesy, violent movies as much. And that's why the Suicide Squad didn't do as well either. But they're hitting they're hitting the they're checking the boxes for me. And right. So, yeah, I'm happy. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, next up, Superman, the animated series is coming to Blu-ray. Uh, it's, been, it's been remastered in all the great ways. Uh, it's it's hitting Octo in October. It's actually up for pre-order now. I've been watching the show on HBO Max, actually. Yeah, I, you know, I've been going here and there with uh, Justice League cartoon because you've been yelling at me for years to watch that. But I did watch this um, when it was on when I was a kid. And I I, I plan on just doing a full the animated series rewatch period batman superman justice league the whole nine so yeah this is this is cool news um 70 bucks for the blu-ray it's pretty cheap actually so that's and uh yeah worth getting absolutely absolutely yeah it's a good show i mean it's 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 funny to watch these shows when you're an adult especially when they were on in the early 90s and we were that young and then you watch them now and you're like these were these weren't exactly kids shows either. They're they're definitely well written and have some, you know, themes that are good for age all ages. Um, we got an announcement of another DC animated movie. Uh, it is going to be an anime, uh, an anime, and it's based on Catwoman. It's called Catwoman Hunted, and I I didn't even know about this. Uh, it's going to be starring Elizabeth Guy, uh, Gillies, uh, with Stephanie Beatrice as Batwoman. And Jonathan Banks as the Black Mask. So, cool. Uh, I guess anime is really getting a push now with this and Visions. And I guess what else? What's, Marvel already did that in the early 2000s. <laughs> right. When Batman did it, you know, we had Batman um, Ninja. You know mm -hmm, what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, it's like, they won't shy away from it over at DC. But um, this is a cool idea for a project. So, I, I know we'll watch it. Yeah, I like the fact that they're giving Catwoman a movie. I think that mm -hmm. it's 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 smart. I I just she's a great character, and I'm surprised that we haven't gotten a better movie yeah, since that exactly. since that golden golden Halle Berry <laughs> movie. You know, so yeah. 
Um, next up, DC is going to be teaming up with Webtoons. Uh, so this is going to be... Do you know what Webtoons is? I know a little bit about it. Um, usually what people are doing is... Uh, I think they're reading it in like smaller increments. Mm-hmm. Almost like um, we would read Sunday morning cartoons. Yeah, like or, comic uh, strips. Comic strips. So it seems like similar to that. From what I read, it like... Marvel has like Black Widow on webtoons already. Um, so, you know, it's just another one of those ways to reach more people. And right. it sounds like they're not going to continuity. It's more like you can just kind of jump in and read it. So, you know, I think it's a good idea. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> I, I love this idea. I think it's, you know, getting people to jump on at any point in comics is great. It is it's so overwhelming and there's so much gatekeeping out there that it's very intimidating for people to do this. So, and now it's like, there's no, there's no argument anymore with the multiverse. Now that everybody kind of is grasping this and you can be more comfortable about being a fan of the character, the version of the character you enjoy. So yeah, I love it. I think this is great. I don't, you don't need continuity or else world's fans. So whatever, you know, just tell good stories as we always say. Exactly. Last up in DC news, I'm going to have to binge The Flash from last season because I kind of dropped off after <laughs> Arrow ended because that was the end of the Arrowverse for me. But they've announced The Flash Armageddon, which will be opening the final season, which is what, season seven? No. Um, eight. eight, damn. Uh, it's going to be a five-part event, and we're getting the return of some... Uh, some important people around here, especially Brendan Routh. So I'm glad to see that he's getting a proper send off in this role. Uh, there was some issues with the way that they departed legends, but I'm glad that he's back. I like his character. Um, also for this crossover, we're going to be uh, seeing Batwoman. Uh, Mia Queen is back. Um, Chris Williams. We will uh, be, will be black lightning, which is great. Um, and then Shyler lay will be, uh, rounding out the heroes. Uh, but then we also have some villains teaming up with them. Uh, Tom Cavanaugh will be uh, playing Reverse Flash. And Neil McDonald, of course, is back as um, Damian Dark. Damian Dark yeah. So, hey, I don't know what they're going to do, but there better be a Green Lantern involved in John Diggle. Yeah, I I haven't <laughs> watched it in forever, you know, or not forever. I guess I just stopped after last season. I'll probably watch a recap because I know Supergirl's done pretty soon as well. Um, yeah, it just started up for its final run. Final right. Final of the season. So, yeah, you know, I'll watch. I'll probably watch this event. I'll probably Absolutely. just do like a recap on YouTube and then see what's going on with this event. Because it's like they didn't do a crossover last year. Um this is probably the last season for Grant Gustin, given that he had a kid recently or is about to have a kid or something. So, you know, I just it, it, I feel like it's got to be done. These shows real soon, other than Legends. They announced that this upcoming season is the final season, The Flash, right? I don't know. I don't know. I if thought they did. so. I thought it was. Yeah. I want to double check that. But if it is, I think it's it's all coming to a head. What they're doing on the CW now is very standalone We will have some small crossovers here and there. But what they're doing now is just definitely building out separate worlds with Superman and Lois, Stargirl. 
uh, and more. So I'm sure we'll see a move away from the Arrowverse as a whole once the Flash is kind of wrapped up. Yeah, I just remember like Joe's leaving and Cisco's leaving. And I was like, why even go on? <laughs> they left They left last season. They left um, at the end of last season. That's what I'm Joe saying. Did like, Joe did it. Season eight. Cisco like, did, right? Yeah. Yeah, like, come on, man. Let's cut it. You don't need to do anymore. You did a decent job for eight for eight seasons. Or great job, I should say. Yeah. Um, let's jump over to that galaxy far, far away. Uh, Star Wars Visions got its final trailer. When is this due out? Uh, next month? I can't freaking wait. September 22nd will be the first episode. And that, that I mean, I was sold on this idea already, but that trailer just, I'm, I'm, I'm right there. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, I didn't even watch this full trail. I think I watched like ten seconds, and I go, "Yep." <laughs> like, like you said, you were already there. Oh, you know what thing we didn't write down? That last episode of uh, Mandalorian ga- Gallery is on there. Oh yes, just came That's out. Another thing I gotta watch. Yeah. So, if you wanted to know about Mark Hamill being in the Mandalorian, that's on uh, Disney Plus too. Awesome. Sorry, go on. It's all right. It's all right. That's that is news. I, 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 that's another thing I'm going to watch today. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, so we got news about Lego, the Skywalker saga. Finally, uh, with Gamescom going on, they released another story or trailer uh, and have announced that it will be out in spring of 22. So this game has suffered pushbacks and whatnot. I don't care. Just <laughs> it looks great. I mean, you they rebuild this game from the bottom up. Uh, you have you can travel from planet to planet. It's very it's almost very open world sandbox yeah. Lego game, and it looks yeah. great. It's and it's just across nine movies. It's gonna be a really fun time. My wife loves these games. We're gonna be playing it for hours. So whatever. <laughs> Spring twenty two. Well, it's gonna go. be a big game. Every single yeah. one. It should be a forty hour game or yeah. close to it. Yeah. I mean, the, if you want to be a completionist, definitely forty hours. Oh. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I've put I put over 40 hours in a Batman or Lego Batman 2, you know, so. <laughs> greatest Lego game of all time. So. <laughs> Love yeah, so, Lego Batman 2 so much. Oh, God. It's, uh, I, I just want more of those games. It's yeah. so good. Um, last up in Star Wars news. If you've been reading War of the Bounty Hunters, uh, you've been enjoying a nice romp through post empire uh, Star Wars galaxy with some new storytelling and a surprise. Uh, but the follow-up to war of the bounty hunters was announced. It's called crimson rain. Uh, this is Charles souls trilogy. So this is the second part. Uh, and this will be covering the re I guess crimson dawn is back. And now we're going to see the, uh, the after effects of not only just War of the bounty hunters, but, what happens when a huge crime syndicate returns f- from the shadows in the Star Wars universe and how they can fit that into a small gap between Empire and Jedi. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm a, this is a little weird to me. And I'm sure Charles Soule, I, I trust him, but it's like, Kira, like, y- you just, you just abandon Han? You gotta read War of the Body Hunters. I know, I gotta read it. Yeah, because I'm just like, what? is happening why we don't know yet so the last i haven't read this month's books yet the last the last the last month was all about this big auction and it was a surprise because it's like 
yeah, why I, I why it. does she make this you know why does she make this turn and she doesn't she doesn't seem to care so we're still trying to figure out her motivations but Kira was always an opportunist so we knew that from Solo uh, so I'm it's you know being a Shadows of the Empire fan it's been kind of a tough swallow but this I I've been loving War of the Bounty Hunters and I am hoping that you know with Crimson Rain maybe we will see a little more Black Sun involvement because that's that's all I really want to see is Shizor. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> that's all I've been asking for. That's so. it. For 30 years, yes. <laughs> awesome. So, guys, if you like uh, the Star Wars comics, check out uh, the Star Warriors uh, monthly episode covering all the Marvel titles. So, check it out. Yeah, right. But it's time to go to commercial, and we'll be right back with more Tally Talk. Do you remember Conan or Nintendo, Chris? Yeah! Oh my gosh, what about Earthworm Jim for the Nintendo 64? One of my favorites. Don't you wish you had it? I do. I really do sometimes. Okay, but what about some of those old games that you had, and you're maybe just kind of looking to clean out your collection and make a little cash? Would I be able to trade them for anything? Well, I've got the answer for you. Ridley's Gaming Realm is your one-stop shop for great gaming discussion, as well as a place for retro buying, selling, and trading without the fees and dramas of the other selling sites. Really? No drama? <laughs> well, you know, we try to avoid the drama oh. there. So they pride themselves on having over a year of zero reported scams. You can find them on Facebook. Just search Ridley's Gaming Realm. That's Ridley's, R-I-D-L-E-Y-S, or click on the link in the show description. Is that really, like, from Metroid? Probably. <laughs> mm. And uh, make sure to tell them that D-Fat sent you. D-Fat Comics is the publishing branch of Don'tForgetATowel.com, the only place to travel geekly. Focusing on creator-owned and independent titles like Hollowed, Pursuit of Plastic, and Fairy, and many more. DFAT Comics will be a mix of genres appealing to every kind of reader. Join the new source of comic book entertainment with DFAT Comics. We are back after commercials, and let's jump into some comics news. Some big things from DC. Uh, James Tinney the Fourth is departing DC, which is big news. Uh, he has his own creator-owned series right now with uh, House in the Lake. And also, he's been writing the main Batman run. So, this is a big thing because we've we've seen a lot of these uh, these writers going over to Substack. And I kind of want you to just touch on this for a, for a moment, just give our listeners an idea of what's what's kind of happening across the the board and and create and creator cre- creatorville. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm I joined the Scott Snyder Substack and um, James Tinian's just going there forever apparently so uh it's gonna be interesting to see if this is the new way to me it sounds a lot like patreon i didn't quite understand what the difference is but i don't know i also joined it so whatever (laughs) right i you know it it is very patreon-esque and why are why are so many people having issues with it that's what i why is there so much negative flack about it Um, i i don't know i actually to be honest with you i don't know so I'll have to do some research in between episodes. Okay, cool. Um, the big news also is that Joshua, Joshua Williamson uh, will be taking over Batman, uh, and that will 
start on Batman 118. Now, Williamson has been kicking ass across the DC universe for, for a few years now. I mean, he's solid. Um, I'm really excited for his upcoming Deathstroke Inc. Uh, with Deathstroke and Black Canary, uh, two of my favorite characters. So I, I'm i all in because I think this is all leading into a big 2022 event. Uh, and I'm sure Williamson will have the reins on that. Yeah. Williamson's been a solid writer forever. Um, I really liked his Flash run as well. So, yeah, him taking over Batman should be an interesting twist. We'll see how it goes. Absolutely. And then also in 2022, uh, we have a event called Shadows of the Bat. And this is where it's basically going is Batman's going to quit Gotham, which we knew in a way that, you know, with, with future state and whatnot in the tentative future, uh with jace you know kind of taking over the rain um over the cowl i should say so this will be interesting to see how what happens after fear state leading into this and how much it really kind of alters what happened to future state so i'm kind of excited to see where they go in 2022 with all this yeah this sounds um spooky <laughs> i don't know what the hell this is supposed to mean but i'm, I'm in I'll, I'll check it out another thing that i think we're both definitely in for is uh tom taylor's dark knights of steel that was <laughs> announced which is kind of just out of left field i love this stuff um from taylor's lips it was you know i i like zombies and stuff like that but my true passion is is medieval you know storytelling so uh this is uh, Tom Taylor and Yasmin Putri uh, will be teaming up here. And this is already up for pre-order. Uh, so I, um, I'm i already in. I'm, I am already, already pre-ordered issue one. <laughs> Guess what I'll be pre-ordering right now. <laughs> yeah. You, I have a theory that if you put anything back in medieval times, it already makes it better. So, yeah, I'm all in uh this joshua middleton cover of batman on a horse game over <laughs> yes sir uh last up in dc news uh danny devito uh, will be writing a short story about the penguin and i thought that was pretty neat um it's going to be a part of a new anthology um series called gotham city villains anniversary giant number one it'll mark the 80th year since the penguin first appeared in comics and it'll also be celebrating a whole host of other uh, rogues from Batman's gallery. So that's great. I think that's really, uh, I think that's neat. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why this is happening, but I don't care. Uh, Danny DeVito wants to write his own Penguin story. Sure, I'll read it. <laughs> Heck yeah. Uh, yeah. Also in this, we'll be seeing stories from uh, Wes Craig, G. Willow Wilson, Philip Kennedy Johnson, Joshua Williamson. Nadia Shamas and more. So get ready for a uh I I love I love Batman's villains. I love that stable. So they're so colorful. It's probably the best in all of comics. Uh and great villains make a great hero. So I'll be picking That's this. It, up. Man. Darn right. <laughs> uh let's jump over to Marvel real quick. Uh just to announce there will be a Kate Bishop series coming out this fall kind of in line with uh, with Hawkeye coming out. So not, you know, not really related, but definitely to get the sales going and get people on board to reading about the awesome Kate Bishop. 
Yeah, I've always liked Kate Bishop um, since her premiere, and I'm very excited to see Haley Stainfield in the role in the show. Um, this sounds like a fun little, you know, it's not a full series. It's like a little mini series uh, about a heist. So count me in. I'm, I'm all about it. Absolutely. Uh, so it's called Hawkeye Kate Bishop, written by Mariki Nijakamp. I don't know. I'm so bad I at these names. I can't even do that one, yeah. <laughs> artist, <laughs> artist Anid Balam. Uh, so she's returning to New York City. So back into those antics. Good times. Um, next up, let's talk a little bit about Jinx World and Brian Michael Bendis's new deal with Dark Horse. So he's been jumping ships as of late which is all the power to him honestly he started you know i started when i started reading marvel again in the mid 2000s it was early, Bendis that brought me back early. yeah early 2000s you know and yeah. it was him uh and i've and i've been loyal to bendis since since then so i'm very excited that he's able to move jinx well around like this that he has creative control over all that stuff and it's neat because we will be getting a Dark Horse version of some of the books that got released under the DC imprint, too. So um, what do you think about this? Uh, we got a new we have a new title, right? It's called Joy Operations, which will be mm -hmm. really kind of the launch book. Um, but, yeah, I think this is this is great. Uh, a lot of these guys are just they're getting more back to creator owned, whether it's under image or Dark Horse uh, or on their own as of late. Yeah, I, like you, have followed Bendis since uh, Ultimate Spider-Man and, you know, everything else in between there. Um, so, hey, you want to go to Dark Horse? You want to release some more cool variants and, you know, give a give some more eyes to things like Powers and Jinx World, etc.? Sure. Bring it on. And, and bring on good to Dark Horse because they've been doing a lot more creator-based stuff than they've ever done before. Um, stepping away a bit from the IPs, and I'm I'm very happy for this. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, they lost Star Wars, they lost Aliens and Predator, uh, all the Marvel, you know. So yeah. it's like, what do you do? I mean, those are a lot of those. Like a lot of those ones are what draw people to that that publisher. Oh, they want to read about aliens and Star Wars and whatnot because that's what they know. It's harder to get people to jump on these these books, but with that name, I I think it's great. So, um. What about this Back to the Future manga? I... Yeah, just you know, it's getting the it's getting the manga treatment here. Um, you know, Bob Gale and Bob Zemeckis said that they would never like do a, another sequel to Back to the Future or a reboot or anything, but they are open to comic book adaptations. Um, it you know, and they've done even the Back to the Future comics and the Telltale mm -hmm. series, so they'll they'll do that kind of stuff, but. It's just the they're just manganizing uh, the original stories. Cool, awesome. And then this next one's a little it's close to your heart, so let's talk a little bit about it. Yeah, um, I'm a huge Fright Night fan, uh, favorite vampire movie, and uh, we're getting Fright Night Dead by Dawn. Uh, the first comic is going to be coming out in November. Um, it is a direct sequel to the original film. So that's getting put out by American Mythology Productions. Uh, so if you are a Fright Night fan like I am, then this sequel should hopefully be right up your alley. And I'm going to pre-order it now. <laughs> I will be checking out it as well. So excellent. Some pre-orders to be made after this show or yes. during it, I guess. I don't know. So 
let's uh let's let's talk about some crowd sorcery let's see we got doomtown the weird west uh original it's original card game huh this looks pretty neat yeah so you know if you're a savage worlds fan uh of the um yeah of the weird west and deadlands then this is kind of like a a play off of that but based around more of a card game than the traditional role-playing game of savage world so uh it is compatible uh with the weird west it's kind of like an offshoot just like if you were playing red dead redemption and then you play the card games or whatever uh like that so if you're a fan of those series then this might be something that's right up your alley and it's going on at the time of this recording for another 12 days it's already destroyed its $18,000 goal it's at $112,000 this is great yeah this takes place within the deadlands setting yep. too huh. yep very neat yeah I, I you know what as they expand rpgs and more people are jumping on board to this tabletop stuff you see more like D&D board games being released all these different facets that they can you know people can get into uh one step closer to playing tabletop gaming, I should say, you know, just it, introducing it to people who may not jump right onto something that's purely in your mind. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, it's it's like you said, it's like a neat little expansion. And for all the crowd sorcery stuff, we'll leave it in the links in here. Yes. But this next one is near and dear to your heart. <laughs> it is. And I put it on here to sell it to you uh, so because you sold it to me the first time. I so did. the. I don't know if it's called NIID, NID. I'm not sure exactly what the company is, but we shared, I'm not sure if we shared it the first time around, but we, we found this satchel and it's like the ultimate satchel ever. And I got it shipped to me, for, you know, back to Kickstarter. It arrived last year or this year, I don't know, whatever, but <laughs> it's amazing. It's just, it's the best bag I've ever had. The only argument I had was I can't fit my surface into it. Uh, and the surface still being smaller, I was kind of surprised, but uh, I, I bought it to be kind of more of a, um, I don't know, not such a big bag, more discreet uh, for travel and stuff like that. But this, they've announced the cache. And the cache is probably that next step up. It's being called the Hybrid Tech Sling and Duffel uh, Reinvented. And so this one will actually fit your uh, your laptop. What what size was it up to? 13, 13 inches. Um, this has 33 days left. It's already gone way past its uh, goal of 5,000 at $117,053. Yeah, I um, I order it. It's it, you know, it's a bag, but it looks like a really sweet one. <laughs> so. I uh I'm all about that one. So that's cool. Thanks for I, yeah, highly recommend it. <laughs> uh let's go over to some TV news. We got our first trailer for Midnight Mass. Uh this is the upcoming um show that uh Mike Flanagan is working on. So he's the creator of Haunting on Hill House and Haunting on Bly House, I think. So um you know, some of the people that he's worked with in those series are back. Obviously, his wife, who's in everything he does. Mike Flanagan, for me, does no wrong. So I will be watching this for sure. I will check that out. I'm not super familiar. Um, but yeah, definitely. Did you watch Doctor Sleep? I have not yet. Oh. I, uh, 
It's a stupid God. idea. I, <laughs> I know. I should just do it one night. I every time I turn on HBO Max, I'm just I look at it. I'm like, I should watch this, and then I don't. So yeah, I need to make a point. And the director's cut. So that's that's mm. Flanagan again, and you. You are going to love it. I okay. loved it. So you're going to, this is going to be one where you're like, God damn it. Why didn't I watch this sooner? Right. <laughs> it's really good. Cool. I mean, that's a treat to be had. <laughs> that's it. Um, so American Horror Story. Uh, now we're, we're getting a lot of American Horror Story this right. year. And, and now uh, we're even getting podcast. Uh, so... We're getting a double feature, is getting an audio drama ahead of the season premiere. Um, I love audio dramas, <laughs> so they're doing three of them. You know, why not? Sure. You know, just let's just do it. It will be on YouTube. Um, and actually, I want to say at the time of this recording, they're all out on YouTube. So okay. uh, check that out. American Horror Story double feature audio dramas. Yeah, this is great, especially with all of the, the podcast stuff that has been coming out from DC, Marvel, and more. Uh, there's just the Sandman one. All of this yeah, stuff, yeah, Star Wars. We got that that one about the, the the Nile coming up. So another great form of multimedia that people are just eating up, and it doesn't cost that much to produce. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> That's it. It doesn't cost that much. Put it out. People eat it up. Um Okay, so Anne Rice News, Sam Reed is our Lestat, and Lives of the Mayfair Witches are now in production. I actually am not familiar with Sam Reed's work, um, so all I'll say is Anne Rice is in full uh, agreement for this casting. Uh, I don't think she was for um, Queen of the Damned, so she's got the full backing behind her for these two series. So I will check them both out, especially since I think Lestat is one of the greatest anti-heroes in pop culture for me. I absolutely. I this has been a long time coming. Oh, yeah. Honestly, it's just I'm I'm excited because we both love this world and it's time for a modern interpretation of it. So just let's just get it done. I want to watch it. Exactly. And these are coming to AMC. So Oh, should be nice and creepy and gory and everything else. Um, and Robert Rodriguez has a couple deals himself. Uh, El Rey Network, which he launched maybe a decade ago at this point. It's been a long it's time. Been a while. Yeah. Um, it's getting revived. Uh, it will be getting a Roku channel deal. Uh, so, yeah, it started in 2013. So it's been quite a long time. Um, you know, aimed for English speaking latino viewers and you know we to the best of my knowledge he's the only one who have done something like that <laughs> so yeah no absolutely the channel is awesome and it always has like good stuff on it I, my frustration movies. has been right exactly my frustration has been it it was never on any of the cable things i've subscribed to even like mm -hmm. living down by new york city when it came out yep. it wasn't there it's it wasn't on for like, I know it, it got dropped for a while now, but this Roku deal, I, Roku has been having their whole thing with YouTube TV and 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 just kind of fighting this whole thing. So now they have this exclusive deal. I don't have Roku. Do you have to pay for Roku TV? Yes, right. You have to have a Roku device in order to access Roku. Yeah. So now it's like I don't have a Roku device, so I can't watch El Rey. Yep. 
I, I don't know. That's that's the hard thing. Roku's been doing this, you know. Um, I know there's a lot of Roku subscribers or adapters. I don't know if that's whatever the word would be, but yeah, um, that's one bad thing about this is I'm not a Roku person, and I don't know if I want another streaming device to to access this stuff. But you know, that's where From Dust Till Dawn started. It made its way to Netflix eventually, so. We'll see what this means. He also signed a deal with HBO Max, though. So <laughs> I don't know if El Ray might have some, you know, crossover there. So I'm um, really excited, uh, you know, that Robert Rodriguez is going to be doing stuff with them. You know, they got J.J. Abrams over there as well. Uh, they both have ties to Star Wars. Like, I don't know what the hell is going to be happening to HBO Max when Robert Rodriguez goes over there, but... Really, really, really excited to see what happens. I've I've loved him since the nineties. He's oh <laughs> one of my God, favorite yeah. directors of all time. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, I, all I gotta say is, what DC project can he work on? That's that's what I'm. Excited you know, about. seriously. Yeah. yeah. Make give him Omega Man. <laughs> give him the S- TV show. <laughs> something wild. Yeah. Something yeah. that is like violent and wild and, and yeah. Something that he can just. He has such a wide range of things, like what he does. And that's the yeah. beauty of, of of Rodriguez. You know, when he watches Mandalorian episode or he watched Spy Kids or he watched El Mariachi trilogy or whatever, he's a genius. So, yeah, that's all I'm going to say. That's it. Uh, we've got He-Man in the Masters of the Universe trailer. It's dropping in September. This is the one aimed more towards kids. For me, the, the trailer just, here's the thing. I'm going to check it out. Yeah. I thought it was I didn't hate the trailer. I was like, this is is wildly different as you could go as the 80s movie went from the cartoon. So for that, OK, I'll I'll give it a chance just to see what it's like. But um, it's probably not for us. And, and that's fine. I said the same thing about that She-Ra show. And then I right. liked it. So it's kind of like I don't I'm not, I don't want I'm never going to I don't want to be a hater. I love Motu. Yeah, I'm not we just got it. yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. I know. I don't want to talk bad about it at all. I just my thing is like we just got Motu Revelation, which <laughs> is for us. Yeah, absolutely. And they they knocked it out of the park. This, like you said, this is not my cup of tea. It looks fun, and it's and it cracked me up a couple times during it. And it just some of the scenes were like, wow, this is pretty neat. So I will check it out. I'm glad that they are kind of revamping it for a new generation with a different story, a different story. Uh, just all these people that are so negative about revelation. I just, you're never, you're never going to please everybody. I just want to see Motu grow and become more of a pop culture zeitgeist. Exactly. Exactly. Um, speaking of pop culture zeitgeist, we've got Cowboy Bebop. Uh, we've got the first looks at the live action show starring John Cho um, as Spike and a date of November 19th. I am watching the series for the first time right now. Oh, really? Um, and I am really digging it. And oh. I understand why people think it's one of the greatest soundtracks of all time. It regardless is. of being a, like, just period. I was like, this music, I, whew, it's great. It's so good. <laughs> Let me address the live action first. It looks looks okay. <laughs> I wanted to see 
I need to see a trailer. Yeah. Because I still see John show as Spike speak. I see John show when I look at it. Right. The other two, whatever, I'm fine. Um, the dude from Luke Cage looks badass. Mm-hmm. What, what's her name? Valentine. Faye Valentine. Faye Valentine. Yeah. She looks good. They showed Ayn. So yep. who's left? That little crazy girl. So that's it. So I, you know, like you said, it's a one season show. It has a follow up movie that came out well after the show itself. For being such a small thing, it's like berserk. You don't have much to it, but it's like it's so special to people because they not they it's they didn't do overdo it. Yeah. They didn't like let it die, you know. It's just one and done and then don't touch it again. And now the live action, of course, is a good tribute, and we'll see how that goes. But if they're they're having the sound same soundtrack person, right, for this? Yeah. From I understand. So yep. it's gonna be that's killer. It's killer. Yeah, you got and you got 26 episodes in the movie. Netflix doesn't, do, you know, they do like eight to 10 episodes. So you're getting at least four or five seasons. Yeah. Even if just off of math. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, if, if they, they want to, if they want right, to, if they straight it, up want to adapt it. But if they yeah. do something else, it's like, that's fine too. Yeah. Maybe it's after, you know, for, who knows? Who knows? Um, that would be, that would be intelligent. <laughs> uh, I don't think they're going to do that. I think they're just going to. I mean, make their own thing. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Actually, uh, I forget what happens in the movie, so don't quote me. <laughs> yeah, I don't. yeah, right. And then Brandon Ralph is joining the Magic of the Gathering Netflix animated series. He's going to be the lead in the role. Um, Wizards of the Coast is, you know, kind of doing some more stuff. And obviously, Netflix wants to keep rocking and rolling on these fantasy uh, series. So. Sure, fine. You know, I, I like him quite a bit. <laughs> I like this concept of an animated series for this too. Kind of yeah, see, kind of see how it goes. You know, we never it took us forever to get another D and D movie, um, so it's like might as well start small and then build it up if it if it does uh, get popular. But those games, Hasbro's been pushing them. Wizards, you know, that just it's it's right in the middle of our. <laughs> Right in the middle of our pop culture now, and um, thanks to, I guess you want to say thanks to 2020, but you shouldn't really say that. But you know, a lot of that stuff became very popular over the internet, got people into playing these games. So I'm excited because we're getting this content. Yeah, me too. And it's you know I've never played the games before. I actually was talking to Bob from Gutsy Media Podcast about teaching me how to do it. Um, it's one of those things again. I'm I'm afraid. Like World of Warcraft, I've never played because I'm afraid I'll be gone and I'm afraid I'm going to get really addicted to it because it's right up my alley and yeah. I'll spend thousands of dollars on fucking cards. <laughs> yeah. You know what actually really helped me was the MTG Arena, the online one, because you just you can play for free. You can you can spend money on it if you want, yeah. but you can learn the game for free. Uh, so that's a that's an option for you as well if you want to dibble and dabble with magic uh they just announced like there's a new horror thing that's coming out for halloween and i was like and that's what i saw and i was like oh gosh all right all of the new (laughs) stuff gets put on the arena and you get free packs a lot of time and Mm -hmm. for me somebody who does not want to ever buy cards again because yeah box of versus cards in there i gotta sell still 
Um, I'll never do it again, but I love the online because I really wanted to try it, you know, with the D and D thing, mm -hmm. but I knew that if I got into it, I'd buy it and buy it and buy it. So I never yeah. bought any of the packs. I cancel all my viewers and stuff. So I <sighs> knew, I know myself. And I know you. Yeah, <laughs> I, would, oh, I got a, I got a, I got some satisfaction out of playing online and just kind of having fun with it. So. All right, I'm going to down arena right now. Uh, all right. Let's go over to movies. Not too much. Uh, but, you know, a few things here. Big thing. Um, it is Gamescom, but it's also CinemaCon. And that's for uh, people who work for theaters, etc. They showed the Spider-Man footage first and stuff like that. But they showed all of Ghostbusters Afterlife and the reactions for the game are completely out of control bonkers. Like people cried. They thought it was the greatest sequel. And, you know, everyone's really excited about this movie. So when it drops in Thanksgiving time, Ugh. I'm there. I was already there, but this right. just made it even more, you know, prominent. Yeah, I mean, the last trailer just sold me completely on it. I didn't need to watch it, <laughs> and I'm ready. So, like, that's it. I don't need to. I don't need to watch anything else. I don't. I heard the reactions for this just takes you right back. So that's all yeah. I've been asking for. Not a not a different dimension. Not not taxi driving Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> Give me the Ghostbusters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, Simon Barrett is making his uh, directorial debut, the writer of Your Next and other movies, The Guest, which I love. Uh, he So usually it's Simon Barrett writes with um, Adam Wingard as the director is typically on these indie horror movies. But now he's getting his first movie, which is called Seance. It's going to be a Shutter exclusive that premieres next month. Uh, a lot of cool uh, actresses as part of the main team it's about a girl at an all-girl school uh they do a late night ritual calling forth the spirit of a dead former student who's gonna haunt them and all that fun stuff so typical great horror fun um and uh yeah if you are a shutter person that's the only place right now to watch it awesome i'll check that out yeah and then finally the Matrix Resurrections is coming this December. I thought it wasn't coming out until next year. <laughs> yeah, they just announced the title. And we have no trailer yet. I know. Well, I mean, we've been saying that about Spider-Man 2. Do we, you know, I don't need trailers anymore. Uh, we this need trailers one for I want a trailer for. <laughs> I'll watch it regardless. The, the I, Matrix changed my mind in 1999 when we decided to go see that instead of watching The Phantom Menace for the second time. Um, we made the right choice, and it opened our minds. The blue pill. Or was the yeah. Pill? Did you read the description of the trailer? No, no, oh, I, I'm not, I, okay. I can't. I'm not. Don't worry, it. but I did. Uh, you know, I'm gonna watch it. So, oh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, let's go on to a commercial break, and we'll be right back. Hey, come take a seat at the campfire. You're not the only one who joins. I've got friends that come over sometimes too. We talk about a ton of interesting things from geek culture. Then we cover some conspiracies or philosophical thoughts or monsters. You know, we talked about Bigfoot in one episode. It's a lot of fun, so come join me at the Campfire Chats, a DFAT entertainment podcast hosted on Spotify and other fine places you find podcasts. Need more context on your favorite movie? Is Obama. Obama, As okay. Senator Obama. 
Ever wonder why they did or didn't do that thing or include that scene? This is prime. Like, this is perfect quality entertainment. Check out Gutsy Media Podcast as my friends and I take a deep dive into everything from blockbusters to indie films. The weakest apple cider bitch beers. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. That's Gutsy Media Podcast for everything movies. All right, so we've got Gamescom currently going on right now. There has been uh, some announcements. Saints Row is getting a reboot. Um, Xbox, you know, we saw some more footage from Forza and, and Halo, and they actually dropped an exclusive Halo Xbox yesterday, which I tried to order just to see if I could flip it. <laughs> Couldn't order it. <laughs> it's already. I actually, up. on my treasure truck, there was a PS5 I could have got yesterday. Really? Yeah. It's bonkers. They so I've been tracking Xboxes for the last month or two to try to get one. This week has had the most drops since launch. Like That's every good. single day, Target, BJ's, blah blah blah. So I finally secured one for myself, but everybody had a drop this week, which is cool. Yeah, we know the supply chain issues too. So there it must be like just these big pushes of them coming into harbor sometimes or or whatever yeah. it is, you know. Yeah. What a mess. Yep. So uh, one of the big announcements um, was Xbox is going to be doing cloud gaming. So similar to Stadia and some other services where you don't have to download the game, you can just jump right into it. Um, I thought that this is a great idea. You could do it from any sort of device, mobile, tablet or PC, laptop, whatever. So um, that's something cool. Uh, Yeah, I you know what, as long as as long as they embrace the correct side of this, as long as they're not like, yeah, we can we can compete with the graphics of Xbox X and um, and PS5, but you can't when you're streaming. So I like the concept of on the go playing of older games, games that are not, you know, that I'm not buying for the graphics and I want to play on my TV. Um, it's not a bad concept. Google messed it up uh, yeah. to begin with. And now all these other companies are going to. Uh, probably get you know do well off of it because if they learn from that failure uh, i just got amazon uh to test the beta for theirs you know so yeah. that's coming uh this is coming so it's definitely the way of the future to a certain extent but i don't know if they'll like internet is not stable enough across this world in areas for it ever to be something where everybody can play on the same level you know what i mean and it does degrade your graphics and it does do that if if you can't handle it at least stadia did but like i'm not gonna play horizon on something like this you're not able to but just as example i want if i'm gonna next gen game i want to play it at its best capabilities right exactly yeah you have to really pick and choose your quote-unquote battles as to what you kind of game you're gonna want to play at this level so uh and then finally speaking of horizon delayed to 2022 horizon forbidden west um just you know you and i I think are in agreement i don't care how long games get delayed as long as they're good um and if it means that you're gonna make the game better i got plenty of things in my back catalog where uh, there's no rush from me yeah and i'm not i'm not gonna be jumping to buy a 70 dollar game during the holiday season either so 2022 is just fine for me yeah 100 percent. chris though what time is it oh my gosh it's time for the pursuit of plastic
All right, toy enthusiasts and action figure hunters, let's talk collectibles. So this was kind of neat. We're Aliens fans. Uh, Hasbro put out their the replica of the Aliens Pulse Rifle. Those, you know, that Space Marine uh, weapon from our favorite movie uh, featuring Xenomorphs. This is cool. Um, now, this is a Nerf. What is what is it shoot? The balls or the or the darts i'm trying to figure this out i think it shoots darts darts it says darts it's funny man i love these things my nephews are really into them um and i'd love to buy them something like this <laughs> yeah it's um it's hard not to buy it's 100 bucks but you could also just uh paint it really sweet and it will look just like a pulse rifle way cheaper than buying uh you know a replicated one so for that and it shoots so and it has the uh the countdown like when you use your darts up which is i was like that's genius that is just effing genius so it's really really cool it's gonna be a collectible collector's items i wish they would have changed the color uh to not be like i get it i wish it just would have been the colors but definitely a really sweet idea yeah Things got to be bright if it's a gun these days. I know. So, um, speaking of Hasbro, Hasbro Pulse Con is on its way. Uh, we do have the dates now: October twenty second and the twenty third. Happy so get, birthday to me! That's right. So get ready for a smorgasbord of action figure news. So we'll be all over that. Um, also, there's been a lot of the the exclusives announced already for that. There was actually some announced today through their Marvel Legends. Uh, whatever their show that they do weekly for the different ones. Uh, so every day, every day there's something <laughs> yeah. new. It's crazy, man. Yeah. It is. Um, and so I'm I'm excited because I am a Hasbro Pulse uh member, and there are some cool things coming. So be ready, be ready for the pre-orders. I will. <laughs> uh, we talked about the new He-Man and Motu uh show coming to Netflix for kids. And they also revealed all the figures, which are definitely for kids. So if you're into like Jet Ski He-Man or, or you know, um, I, I I have bad jokes. Um, nonetheless, this is definitely, you know, <laughs> to sell action figures to kids. Um, and He-Man's going to come in various armors as, as sure. usual. Um, sure. So if you guys are going to buy those, that's cool. I will probably... <laughs> I'll probably only buy the Battle Cat and he yeah, just, just to just to have them as I always pretty do. much. Yeah. So, maybe skilled. You know. Um, anyways, Super Seven uh has more ultimates out. Uh they've also been onslaughting us with amazing figures. Uh first up is their own series called The Worst. Uh and it's kind of funny because you can just call them the worst ultimates and people are like, what's wrong with them? But no. <laughs> uh yeah. These are funny. These are monsters. Uh, there's actually only two of them up for pre-order right now. So you can get either Batula, which is a vampire, or you can get Captain Deadstar, who is a pirate skeleton. Uh, they come with alternate heads, some cool accessories. Uh, we've seen a lot of their these in reaction form, and now they're getting you know the seven inch, I think it is, treatment with more articulation and stuff. So this is cool. Uh, so check them out. I'll leave, I'm going to leave that link in the, in the show notes. Yeah, these are 
super weird, uh, super rad, <laughs> and I'm having a hard time not pulling the trigger on that bat batula. <laughs> right. Very it's pretty cool. awesome. That would be yeah. a good one for uh, some of our figures to fight. So, also, I mean, another series of figures from our childhood were the Simpsons, and so Super Seven has got a hold of that license, and they're putting out Ultimates, and there are some wacky ones to begin with. Uh, including Deep Space Homer. Um, Moe is not so wacky, but uh, it is great to get Moe in Wave 1 with a bunch of cool <laughs> stuff to go with him. Um, Robot Itchy, and also Robot Stratchy, along with Poochie. So, like I said, they when they roll out things like this, I'm just, it kind of sets me back, but then it's, this is why it's kind of special too, because you're never going to see these things in action figure form. Yeah, that's that's the hard part. Is like I can't remember who had the license for The Simpsons forever. Play, Playmates was it Playmates? Yeah, Playmates so and Neca, I think, or Neca was doing like famous people as Simpson characters. I think right doing that one or something like that. Yeah, but this is I don't want them, but at the same time, they're pretty darn cool. <laughs> they are. Um, I just. It's amazing that that Super Seven has gotten their hands on this this much, and they're and they're just pouring it out, and it's it seems to be doing really well. So, I love it. They're San Francisco based, so um, next time I'm in the city, I'm gonna go visit them again. Yes, and bring my resume. Um, McFarland Toys. They just again another company that doesn't stop. I mean, no. I it's just <laughs> I wake up Juggernauts. there's a new right. There's another figure in my feed uh, this morning. Rebirth Superman. Okay. <laughs> they, they don't even care like about waves. It's just, oh, we're going to do this. We're going to yeah. do that. We're going to do this. Um, so just a couple on top of that, uh, highlighting Birds of Prey Harley, which gives me hope that we'll get a Black Canary, especially with the TV show coming. Um, I just like they're going back and making that figure from that movie, uh, giving that movie some love. Like I mentioned earlier in the show, I love it. So I'm buying that figure. And then also animated Superman Flash from the Superman show. Uh, you'll be getting Superman as black armor and then just, a you know, a general Flash figure, which is a little bit different than the uh, J the Justice League one. So it'll be yeah. cool when they get to that as well. Yeah, it's um, he's not stopping. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and he hasn't really started because, I mean, with DC, <laughs> There's so many forms of all these characters. Like he can go on forever, really. So I I, I can't wait. Yeah, and now having that master license, he can yeah. do so much more, you know, not just the multiverse figures. So yeah. it'll be great uh moving into 2022 to see what we get. So um I'm the, these animated figures get me excited because they put out the cyborg from Teen Titans. And I've been hoping that they do the rest of the team. So I want those versions uh, as multiverse figures. Very, very excited and hopeful. Um, Mezco, we knew that the alien was coming. I thought it was already actually released at this point. Um, but they put up the 112 alien, uh, 112 collective alien figure. I forgot about it too, man. I saw it yesterday and I was like, oh, right. You know what, man? <laughs> what about I'm, the neck one? <laughs> right? I'm, I have I no know. enthusiasm for it. 
I don't. I, I flip through it, and when, like, that final card, when it shows off the figure and all the accessories, and yeah. you go to flip for the second card, and it's not there, and you're expecting that from Mezco now. Yeah. It's just, it was, it was, it, it's underwhelming, especially when you can get a, a Xenomorph for under 30 bucks. That looks amazing. So, yes, exactly. I, I love Mezco. I just good on them for the right? for the designs, you know, exactly. like, you know, for the new type of sculpting. Mm-hmm. So for that, sure. I just don't need a hundred dollar alien figure when they've been doing them for $20 for so long. Right. I also have a hot toy version, so it's like also true. Yeah, I I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Um, but for you, those of you out there, it's up for pre-order. So yep. check it out. Yep. Uh, last up, though, in collectible news, this was um, this deal was was made. Uh, it was news, of, you know, earlier this year. But NECA and Ruby's is teaming up. But we did get a look at uh, the first wave of what they're offering as far as costumes, masks. Uh, so. This is exciting because this is NECA's first real dive into Star Wars, quote unquote. So maybe we're seeing the spread of the license going across since DST was able to do a couple select figures. We didn't see much after that, but there's hope that not just Hasbro has the license and they can get awesome statues or figures out. So fingers crossed. But these these masks look amazing. Uh, so if you want to dress up as your favorite Star Wars character this Halloween, well, you got the opportunity to. Yeah, for seven hundred dollars, though, I was like, "That's a that's a hefty, hefty chunk of change." Um, but you can afford it. They look good, and like you said, it could mean bigger things for NECA, and for that, that's exciting. Yep, absolutely, sure. absolutely. So, Casey, what do we we got anything to talk about before we close up the show? couple things yeah uh we have our first episode of dfat wars uh recording uh on september 7th you guys will probably get it a day or two after that but this is hosted by gutsy media podcast it's going to be a pop culture trivia event uh pitting the different podcasts as part of dfat entertainment against each other uh with a culmination of the final episode being live i think sometime in october so stay tuned for dfat wars uh we'll be spreading that across all the social medias um and if you're looking for some sweet swag some merchandise from don't forget a towel and dfat entertainment check out white imprints uh out of the southern tier new york uh, we'll put a link in there for that so you guys can check out if you want to represent uh, like Chris wearing a Star Warriors podcast shirt. And I am not, but I should be. I, I actually wear that shirt quite a bit. Uh, <laughs> it's probably in the logic, but anywho, so. white imprints <laughs> hook you up with a defect entertainment shirt there. And then uh, if you guys are looking to interact with us more, check us out on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Defat Entertainment, and um, go to the website as well. Uh, this is Casey saying, go read some comics. And this is Chris saying, don't forget a towel.